0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The Lake Show underway. Steve Thompson sitting in for Henry Lake. Here at News Talk E3OWCCO. Stick around. Timberwolves coming up later tonight. Uh, The Timberwolves are in L.A. to play the Clippers. Our pregame show at 8.30, tip after 9 o'clock, Alan Horton with all the play-by-play. The Timberwolves make their way back to the central time zone. Well, they'll take on the Oklahoma City, so it has been a long road trip for the Timberwolves. They find themselves a game under 500 in a very challenging game in L.A. And it's not Staples, it's Crypto. Dot-com arena, I think. For now. For now (laughs) yes, For now, exactly. Charlie Weiss, our our producer. And then once again, uh, back to the Central Time Zone Friday night, pregame 630 here on the home of the Timberwolves. Great show lined up. Uh, you, You heard Chris Atterbury and the Hot Stove Show between 6 and 630, and that'll come your way all winter long on Wednesdays between 6 and 6.30. Right now we're going to talk Vikings, and Andrew Kramer joins us from the Star Tribune. The Vikes licking their wounds after a tough loss at Ford Field to the Lions. Uh, The defense certainly exposed in that game, but they've got to turn the page quickly. They get the Colts on Saturday, and no game's easy in the NFL. And and the Vikes, once again, reeling a little bit. Andrew, good to visit with you uh, tonight.
2: Yeah, good to be on. Thanks
1: for having me. Uh, of course, Andrew, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Let's take a look back at that Lions tilt. There's been a lot said, but uh, a lot of concerns from the head coach, a lot of concerns, I would assume, from the fan base about the performance of the D against the Lions at Ford Field.
2: Yeah, this did not look like a playoff-caliber uh, defense, certainly, or a yeah. playoff-caliber team uh, losing to – a Lions team that is better, is more talented, but is certainly on the outside looking in of where the Vikings currently are near the top of the NFC playoff standings. And Adam Thielen, I think, said it best uh, earlier this week when he mentioned, you know, we got a lot of veteran guys in this locker room who understand these opportunities don't come around very often. And so there's there's not, he was saying there wasn't a sense of panic. It was more about just an urgency to understand that, we got to seize this moment and everybody kind of knows it starts with turning around that defense and finding a way to just slow people down. They, they didn't force the lions to punt until, or after halftime, excuse me. Um, And obviously the the lions did line up to punt once in the second half. And it was that fake punt um, that really propelled Detroit forward in that one. So it's it's just been a tough going on special teams sometimes, but certainly mostly on, on that defense.
1: One of the things I heard is that the Vikings, to this point, had been getting some very fortunate turnovers, that it maybe covered up some sins by this defense that allowed them to win games. I mean, going into that game in Detroit... They had lost two games, and there were blowout losses, the the Eagles and the Cowboys. But beyond that, they had been finding ways to make plays and and find a way to win. And it did, to a certain extent, cover up those sins. Because in reality, you could take a step back and say, you know, the Vikings don't make a play here or there. And, and this is true for just about any team in the NFL. But they could be a 500 team or close to a 500 team like the Lions.
2: Yeah, you're right. And it's easy to forget uh, Josh Allen and Buffalo marching down the field on this defense at the end of that game just before Patrick Peterson uh, intercepted him to steal that win like you're talking about. It's easy to forget Justin Fields and the Bears doing the same thing until Cameron Dantzler knocked the ball out of a receiver's hands to secure that win for them back all the way back in October. Um, it's it's really easy to forget those moments where you're right where if if those games had ended in losses this team uh is looking you know much more mediocre and and you're saying that this defense is a much bigger problem than we're currently saying it is because it has covered up um their their ability to you know Zadarius Smith when he is on and healthy he's been dealing with some stuff right now a knee injury Um, He is a game wrecker and they've got guys like Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson, veteran guys in the secondary, who can make those kinds of plays. Uh, It's just when they don't, you're seeing that the, the other, you know, uh, nine tenths of the, of the game aren't going well for them all the time. And I think part of it is a new defensive coordinator uh, jumping in and trying to get these veteran guys to play in a new system. And then a lot of them are still getting used to it. Uh, And another part of it, is that they've dealt with so many injuries in that secondary. They've started nine different defensive backs this season, a lot of them young, a lot of them inexperienced outside of Harrison and Patrick Peterson. And those guys are making mistakes. Uh, Cam Dantzler, their young corner opposite Patrick, got beat for two touchdowns in that game in Detroit. Um, and so it's it's been a rough go for, for some of these young guys and some of these veterans adjusting.
1: Andrew Kramer covers the purple for the Star Tribune. Joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, they are favored to beat the Colts, and uh, the Vikings have a lot in front of them if they can get the win uh, over the Colts, uh, clinch, uh, move on. But back to the D. One of the things we know in the middle of December, there's no easy way to add personnel. The the trade deadline is long past. You kind of have what you have at this point, and it, there was some talk about maybe uh, changing scheme, etc. But it, it's pretty late in the season to to, to make wholesale changes in that respect.
2: Yeah, they, they can't do that, obviously. At this point, you've only got so many practices uh, in a week before you got to play again. And so what they can do now, though, is coaches can adjust the way that they are lining up, the way that they are coaching and calling the the defense during games, the way they're adjusting during games. There are things that can change. And I, I think you there are people in the building who think that they need to blitz more, send more pressure there's certainly a lot of people saying they need to play closer to the line of scrimmage and coverage just to, just to not give opponents so much space. I mean, it must be just agonizing for a fan to watch them, just opponents dink and dunk underneath at will, which is unchallenged. And that's just kind of how it's been. And, and that neutralizes the pass rush too. If, if you can get the ball out quick, it doesn't matter if you got the Darius Smith and Daniel Hunter, uh, but they can't get back there that fast if the ball is coming out like that. So They've just really kind of got a, a push-and-pull situation here where they need to figure out how to rush the passer more effectively and how to cover better. And, and those those sides need to work incongruent. And they can adjust things. And, and I think we will see some adjustments here on Saturday.
1: You know what's so interesting about this, Andrew, and I'm sure it's not lost on you and your colleagues at, at the Star Tribune that, that cover this team week in and week out, is this is almost exactly – What the previous regime went through when they started to get injuries in that side of the ball, they weren't very deep. And the thought was going into this season that if they stay healthy, they have a chance. But if they start getting injuries, they're not very deep. They they don't have a lot of people behind Harrison Smith. And that's generally true around the NFL. But for this defense to have any success this year – they they really needed to stay healthy, and they haven't.
2: And what hurts for them, too, is that their young guys haven't stayed healthy either. I mean, Harrison Smith, the, the veteran, obviously missed both of those Lions games. But um, their first-round pick, the rookie Lewis Seen, got injured in London way back in October. He's been out for the year. Their second-round pick, another defensive back, a corner. He's been on injured reserve, only made one start this year. Um, They haven't been able to develop these young guys because they, too, have have been on injured reserve. And and that's been a hindrance for a team that, like you said, really didn't have much of a pipeline to begin with. And that was a problem under Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer was the lack of development over time as they entered their seventh year, eighth, ninth year together. Um, I guess it was seven, eight years. They didn't really get that going. Their draft fell apart. Their development fell apart. And, and Kwesi adolfo Mensa, the new general manager, has had to deal with that. And the problem for him is her, his initial moves, in terms of the draft anyway, uh, have not offered those reinforcements he was hoping. So you're right. They, they need to stay healthy. And fortunately, they've got such a big lead in the division that... They'll probably lock up the division on Saturday. Even if they don't win, they can still lock it up if the Lions lose. And then Kevin O'Connell can make some pointed decisions on how to keep these guys healthy for the stretch run uh, for January.
1: Yeah, and by the way, the Lions uh, will be in the Meadowlands and take on the Jets. And uh, a couple of very evenly matched teams that the Vikings uh, saw recently. And that'll certainly be an interesting game, but – for the Vikings, one other thing that stands out, Andrew, is the durability of Kirk Cousins. It, say what you want about Kirk Cousins as a quarterback, so on and so forth, but his his durability is really something to behold, and he's taken some shots. You also feel like the Vikings are kind of playing with fire because the offensive line has been uh, beaten up and... Uh, has has had its share of injuries up front. But they have been fortunate that that Kirk Cousins still marches out there every week.
2: You are absolutely right. Um he has been getting drilled and and what's impressive about him and his toughness um is the fact that he's making a lot of these throws to Justin. We we see the highlights, these yep. these highlight grabs that Justin's making <laughs> But what we're not seeing on the front end is when the camera pans away, Kirk is getting just pummeled into the ground and we can see it from the press box of him getting up. And I just, it, it's got to hurt so much <laughs> because it is, it's over and over. And, and the coaching staff has talked about this. Kirk has talked about it. They obviously are trying to and want to limit it. But Kirk has said, when you got a guy like Justin, sometimes you just want to give him that extra half second to get where he wants to get to. And, and it's worth it. But Man, you've got to cringe and just hope he gets up, and, and so far he's been one of the toughest guys, certainly on this team
1: yeah in in this league, it's extraordinary his durability i I marvel at it because the the guy answers the bells, like I say, say what you want if If you think he's going to get the vikings where they they want to go, who knows, but he's durable. He shows up every week, and, and that's certainly worth something. Um, it, it, as far as the Vikings and, and where they stand, this does go back to the decision to make a change and the fact that that ownership, Mark and Ziggy Wolf, said we're we're not going to rebuild, we're, we're going to reload. And and there is a gamble in all of that where, where you don't maybe take your lumps for a couple of seasons. Everything's gone their way at this point, but, you know, are they built at this moment to have any success in the postseason? And there are a lot of skeptics around the country. There, there was a lot made about the odds makers going into that Lions game. Hard, hard to disagree with, you know, where the line went on that one. And and apparently, you know, the gamblers were were right. the The Lions pulled away and and easily covered in that victory. But the, there was that gamble. It's like, okay, we're we're gonna go for it, but we're limited. The cap doesn't lie.
2: Yeah, and and you're right, too, in the sense that going back to your first point about, um, you know, the the Wilfs betting on this turnaround and saying that, hey, we don't need to totally blow this thing up. Um, Well, this start, certainly 10-3, and that validates that. It validates it no matter what you think about about whether or not or anybody thinks about the playoffs um, because it shows that this team was capable of winning all of these close games with a calm – uh, even keeled approach in these critical key moments that we're seeing players not being tight generally and and being able to thrive um, in these clutch moments, whether it 's Kirk Justin or the defenders that we talk about, but like we also talk about, yeah, is this a house of cards how how much of this does this feel like a jenga tower where you know, if you have to let go of Dalvin cook here in the future or a uh, ever singer, excuse me, Daniel Hunter there in the future, you know, is this roster built to continually sustain that success? Um, it's a legitimate question and, and one that they've got to really face in the off season and one that this defense especially has to figure out in the month of December.
1: Yeah. A lot on the plate. Uh, quick thoughts on the injury report. Uh, we we've alluded to it. It looks as though based on what we, we saw today that, uh, they They are getting people back and should be in good shape injury wise on on Saturday. I know there's some news uh, in injure uh, people out for the year, etc but what what we see on the injury report it looks like people are on the comeback trail.
2: Yeah, the good news is that Kevin O'Connell really treated that Lions game like a chance to rest some guys. He didn't go full bore on it with Christian Darrisaw, who was in the concussion protocol, with Harrison Smith, who had a neck injury, uh, and with center Garrett Bradbury, who had a back injury. All three of those guys are expected to play on Saturday. I like their chances to lock up the division with a win against the Colts. And then after that, they've kind of got um, a little bit of free reign to figure out how to manage some of these ongoing injuries. And it's not just the guys who have missed games. There are guys like Adam Thielen who have been playing through a knee injury. Zedarius Smith is also playing through a knee injury. Um, So even some of these guys who have kind of gutted through it, I think they might find uh, some chances here to kind of pull the reins back a little bit to, to prepare for that playoff run.
1: Well, and particularly with games outdoors in the cold at at Chicago and Green Bay looming at the end of the season, if you don't have to go out there and, you know, risk taking your lumps and in meaningless games, it it is a great opportunity.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember when the schedule came out, I think Thielen was one of the least happiest guys in that locker room. (laughs) He he has played so many of those games.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it, it's funny how it works that way. Uh, you, you get the Bears and the Packers in, in the warm weather indoors at U.S. Bank Stadium, and, and that's a television thing. They, they love the weather games. Oh, they, yeah. they love Soldier Field and Lambeau Field in, in December and January. They can't get enough.
2: I'm sure they thought they were going to be a little more competitive games, too. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know, the weather go. still sells. If it, if it's cold or or snowy, that that uh, draws eyeballs for sure. Well, Andrew, always good to visit with you. Thanks for the time.
2: Of course. Thanks for having me. All
1: right, there he is, Andrew Kramer. Uh, covers the Vikes for the Star Tribune online at StarredTribune.com. Joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline. If you care about the odds, here's where it stands. And I know there are a lot of Viking fans. Uh, game open, Vikes favored by 5.5. It's down to 4.5. So, so there's been some line movement here. And uh, the over-under uh, has gone from 47 to 47-and-a-half. 47 this is a game the Vikings should win at home, wrap it up on Saturday, high noon at U.S. Bank Stadium. And then make some decisions about who gets rest, who gets a breather. Uh, may, maybe limit the shots on Kirk Cousins as uh, we go toward the end of the season. Quick break, we'll come back. Uh, Still a lot more to talk about. Timberwolves later, they'll be in L.A. to play the Clippers. Our coverage begins at 8.30 here on News Talk. E3O-WCCO.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.